Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Let's talk about something Mr. Beast did on X, aka Twitter. Let's talk about what's going on in China. Let's talk about D.R. Horton, your most valuable asset. And then finally, my five takeaways from the Graham Stephan interview. Folks, this is the Daily Financial News for January 23rd. Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching live or on replay. I just want to let you know that I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. So let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. What did Mr. Beast do? So if you haven't seen the back and forth, Elon Musk for the last six weeks or so has been courting Mr. Beast, who by all accounts is the largest creator on YouTube, to post his content on Twitter, X. Basically, what Mr. Beast did for a while is said, hey, it's not going to cover my costs. There's no money there, yada, yada, yada. What Mr. Beast did is he recycled a video. He took a video that he posted on YouTube a couple of weeks back, happened to be the one where he talked about cars from a dollar to a hundred million, and he posted it. And in 24 hours, Mr. Beast, on one recycled video, made $263,000. Yes, one recycled video. Now, why is Mr. Beast a legend? If you have followed Mr. Beast's trajectory on YouTube, he has always taken the cash he made from the video and recycled it. So what did Mr. Beast do once he made let's call it 250 grand between friends. Mr. Beast went right back to that video and said, hey, I'm going to randomly give $25,000 to 10 people who repost and follow me. This is why Mr. Beast is a legend. He did not celebrate, did not rest on his laurels. He took the money. He reinvested it, and now that tweet is getting even more velocity. It is a very interesting and powerful story, not to be focused on one-time incomes, but the, the journey. That is what I take away from what Mr. Beast is doing, is he's not playing small potatoes. He, he has a much, much longer vision that I don't think any of us truly understand. So again, pretty cool to watch. If you follow me on Twitter, yes, I reposted it. Yes, I followed Mr. Beast. I'm one of 13 or 14 million people who took the bait and did exactly what he asked for, which makes him even bigger. It would be my guess inside of a month if, if Mr. Beast wanted to, he could be the biggest uh, celebrity on X. It could happen. Let's see. 
All right, let's talk about DR Horton. We talk a lot about real estate here. We might as well talk about the home builders. DR Horton came out with some earnings this morning. Uh, I think I checked the stock in pre-market. It was down. So what happened? Is the housing market falling apart? Well, this is what I took from the earnings announcement and some snippets from the earning call. Yes, I was up early. Uh, one, uh, first off, they, they beat top line, which means revenue. They beat the estimates. However, they missed earnings, which is bottom line. Uh, cancellation rate. Cancellation rate was a huge, huge, huge problem in Q4 last year. This year, not so much. Last year, it was 27%. This year is 19%, which is right in line with most quarters. Second, backlog. Backlog is down 11%. Remember, a lot of the doom stories are, hey, builders have a lot of inventory that they can't sell and they are hiding it. I don't believe any of that. That's not what builders do. Why would they hide it? It's kind of comical, but hey, if you gotta create doom, why not? DR Horton says, guys, you're nuts. Backlog is down 11% double digits. So what happened? Well, last quarter, last Q4, last year, sorry, was slow. We talked about it on this channel. Flippers were losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. The market stopped when rates rose. Well, guess what? Rates started coming down in November and now they are down even more. So we should expect Q1 to be better. Inventory again, down 11%. Early, this was from the CEO, early signs of the spring selling season have already started. This is something I went out on a limb. I think it was December 14th, might've been December 17th. I said, guys, watch out. This is getting wild already. Now, again, I do believe there's a difference between below the median and above. So please learn your area, learn your buy box but it is pretty clear existing inventory below the median, not so much. Above the median, AKA luxury to X the median, still appears to be stacking up. What is DR Horton doing? DR Horton, if you don't know, much like KB Homes, my opinion, they focus on the first time home buyer. 56, 56, 56% of DR Horton's Q4 sales first time home buyer. I think that is great news. And more, more importantly, more importantly, 70, 70, 70% of the inventory DR Horton delivered below 400 grand. Affordable, first time entry, backlogs down 11%. There you go. So again, they appear to be doing things well. Most valuable asset. Again, I was watching a, um, I guess it was on Instagram. There's a, someone I followed, uh, RD Peoples. He's a developer out of, I believe, Florida. Um, he was talking about your most valuable asset. And it's of course time. But I don't think a lot of us truly understand what is meant by that. I wanna give you an example that I've said a couple of times, but I just want you to feel this. You have an income, gross. You have a net, 
after taxes, after insurance, 401k, whatever it is. Then you have a list of fixed expenses. This is your life, housing, food, car, kids, whatever. At the very bottom, there is something called discretionary. This is monopoly money. This is money that you can do whatever you want with and your life, your fixed expenses don't change. For some of you, your discretionary spending is negative, which means you're living on credit cards. Some of you, your discretionary income is zero. You're living really close to the edge. For some of you, you have discretionary income of a couple hundred dollars. And if you are fortunate, if you watch what's going on, you have thousands of dollars in discretionary income. But this is how I want to tie discretionary income to time. There would be moments this year where you have to make a choice. You are going to buy something that's not in the fixed income bucket. I always pick on video game players. It could be a new iPhone. It could be, let's make it a new iPhone. What the heck? You want to buy the latest and greatest iPhone. By the way, your current iPhone works. I'm just saying. But now you go to the store, it's a thousand bucks or 1500 bucks. Let's say it's 1500 bucks. However, your discretionary in income a month is $100. Again, remember, the phone works that you have today. So this is clearly a discretionary expense. In order for you to afford that phone in this example, $1,500 and $100 discretionary, I want you to think about time this way. That phone is going to cost you 15 months. 15 months. This is why I harp on, in order to get wealthy, you need to grow discretionary income. 100 bucks, frankly, is not enough. You could do what Olivia and I did, whack expenses. You can go out there, increase income, or you can do both. We need to think about time. One of our uh, new investor videos really harped on the Get Your Money Right course, the $99 course I have, because of that element. It takes you through mental exercises to really understand time. I think on this channel, you and I think about money a lot, but we have to think about time. Think about time. All right, there you go. All right, so there were a lot of takeaways from the Graham Stephan video. I hope you have watched it. If you haven't, please do. I want to hear from you. What are your top two takeaways from the video? I'm going to give you my list of top five just because it was very impactful for me. So here are my five takeaways. One, passion. Passion for something has driven Graham Stephan since he was a teenager. If you watch that video and watch the passion that Graham Stephan talks about coral and saltwater aquariums and all of that as a teenager, and then what he did in real estate, and then what he has done on YouTube, he has passion. And again, what he talked about, he said, I do things where time freezes. I thought that was so powerful. There is no question that on whatever Graham Stephan had chosen to focus on, he would be uh, successful. 
No one can call Graham Stephan balanced, right? He's not the most balanced, this work-life balance. Nobody's going to say that. But boy, when he gets laser focused on something, it's got to be fun to watch. Number two, I don't know if you caught this in the video, but one of the reasons we have Graham Stephan today, like today, is heartbreak. He, his girlfriend broke up with him right after high school as she was going off to college. He had to throw himself at work to get around the heartache that he was feeling. So one of the reasons that Graham Stephan went so hard at real estate was heartbreak. And of course, we know what transpired from there. He flips on the camera and we have what we have today. And heartbreak is interesting. You will have life events that take you on a new path and you won't even know. So heartbreak was a key moment. Number three, I think it's fair to say Graham Stephan has some amazing parents, right? He went to an alternative school. He had this unique passions. They checked on and make sure he was safe and they let him be him. I thought that was very interesting. How many parents would not have made the same choices? Graham Stephan's parents were perfect for him, near as I can tell. Number four, and I hope you caught this. Graham Stephan has been able to attract mentors and successful people at crazy young ages. Think about this. You're 14 years old. You're 12 years old. You're infatuated by coral and saltwater aquariums. You start sharing that. You go on Reddit. You start produ you know, producing valuable content. You are interacting with 20, 30, 40-year-olds. You quickly get mentors because they see your passion. You don't just say, hey, I want to get rich. Help me. No, you do the work. You go out there. You share your opinions. And then people that are ahead of you will, will surround you. They will protect you. They will help you move forward. Great examples by Graham. And then um, number five, he's always getting better. I mean, he's always getting better. He's always looking for, he's always learning. He's just got a, in just a great appetite for learning in his area, which I thought was very, very interesting. So again, folks, leave comments below. I would love to see your two takeaways. They could be the ones I've highlighted. Frankly, there could be others. I could have listed 20 things, 25 things that I thought were valuable, but those are my top five. Alrighty, folks, let's talk about China. China's economy is, um, it's not doing well. It's not doing well. We, I got a, uh, read an article from someone who's been a, a, an economist in China for 27 years, lives in China. And you have to, you have to remember that, uh, Going against the Communist Party and, you know, kind of putting it all out there is, you know, it, it, it could lead to bad things. So sometimes you have to read between the lines. So one of the things that this economist is saying is China right now is in a really bad spot where deflation, deflation is taking hold. Now, I know a lot of us think deflation is good. And again, deflation in the moment, deflation on a good is good. 
But when the economy deflates, everything could crumble. And what is going, why is it getting so bad? Consumers are both fearful, conserving, right, saving, and expecting discounts. So, hey, they want to buy a new car, they'll wait a month. They'll wait two months because it'll be cheaper tomorrow. That removes transaction, that removes transactions, and the economy quickly grounds to a halt, and you start having unemployment. You start having debt explode because you can't service the debt, and the whole empire starts to crumble. I'm not saying that's coming, but when deflation takes hold, it is a negative feedback loop that can truly destroy an economy. In this article, this economist was very clear to say this is going to be a short-term three to six month area. Again, trying to both paint the truth, but also give him an out. I think this could be a year or two of pain. And then the last thing about China. We've been talking about China ever since Evergrande. Remember Evergrande and that catastrophe and then country town or whatever the next one was? It's a complete disaster. One third, one third of the economy in China has something to do with real estate. In the United States, it's about 12 or 13%. We have a much more diverse economy. So if you have an economy that is one third based on real estate, you have a consumer base that has lost trust in real estate. You have a debt burden by real estate developers that is exploding and having to be written down. You have consumers expecting price cuts. Yeah, that's not a recipe for a lot of growth. So very, very interesting. Uh, at the end of the day, one more thing, or I guess two more things to point out. I do want you to know if you are in Fresno, California, you were involved in the real estate business at some level, I would love you to check out my office uh, on Van Ness. I call it the hub. I would love to get your team, your company in that building. We'll work out a sweetheart deal. We'll bring you a part of the hub and we will help drive uh, business. We will help really grow influence. So again, I have an office building in Fresno on Van Ness called The Hub. If you want to be a part of it, leave a note below, reach out to me, all of that. We still have two. I didn't think they would last 24 hours, but they have. Good for you. We have two general admission tickets left for Las Vegas. I know you want to go. I know you've been thinking about it. Time to buy the tickets. We got two left. Come see all the millionaires. Come be a part of the event. It is going to be a lot of fun. And we still have 64 virtual seats sold. I know a lot of you are waiting till the last minute. I get it, uh, but do me a favor, buy the ticket today, get your spot saved so I can focus on other things making this event great. And of course, we gotta do the shout outs today. Let's give Tony some love. Tony, congratulations for getting your golden ticket. The card will be out in the mail. And Corby, uh, here is your black card. Corby, congratulations on your next deal. Have fun, everybody. Take care. Bye.